Hey, thanks for joining us at Connection Point Church. You know, we would love for you to stay connected and a simple way for you to do that is to subscribe so that each week you can get notified when new content goes live. We'd also love to keep in touch with you throughout the week and the best way to do this is through our Connection Point Facebook page. Now with all that being said, let's go to this week's message with our lead pastor, Zach Maddox. Well, good morning. Aren't we glad that hope came? We have these wonderful Christmas lyric in a song that's well known of joy to the world, our Lord has come. Joy to the world. And and we think about these lyrics that they're sung literally by billions of people every year. And we sing these lyrics at the same time knowing there are many in our world. There, There are many people in the greater Lafayette area who are not living joyfully. They're not living with real peace and hope. But when Jesus was born, the angels declared, as we read this morning, peace on earth. But at the same time, we recognize in so many ways we're not living at peace. I know many people, college students, families in our our neighborhood, servers at restaurants that we visit with, they're not experiencing peace in their day-to-day lives. Their lives are really void of hope and joy. And so what about you this morning? Where do you find yourself? Are you living with joy? Do you have peace, an abiding peace? If somebody were to describe your life, would you say it's one of hope? What we find in the second chapter of a New Testament book called Luke is is some shepherds in a field watching over their sheep. And suddenly angels show up with an important announcement for the world. An announcement that our Savior has come to bring joy and peace which is the ingredients that are necessary for us to really have hope. We read from that passage this morning as a part of our Christmas reading. And when those angels showed up to those very ordinary shepherds, they said two very important things. So if you have your Bibles, hey, I hope you've got God's word with you today. If you do not have a Bible with you today, uh, we love to read the Bible together. There's a copy underneath the seat in front of you. You're welcome to borrow that one today. We're going to be in Luke chapter 2, verse 10, and I'm going to invite you to stand for the reading of God's word. We simply stand to recognize this is God's spoken words to us. If you want to know what God has to say to you, open the book. It's right there for you. Luke chapter 2, verse 10. I'm just going to read verse 10 and 11 and then jump ahead to 14. I'm in a different translation this morning, but you'll get the gist of what they say. This is New Living Translation is what I'm reading from. And here's what the angel said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today. And skipping ahead to verse 14, the angels declare, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. I invite you to be seated this morning. So the question is, what did those angels mean when they said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people? What could they have meant when they declared peace on earth? As we look at this passage from Luke chapter 2, we find several important things. And the first is this, that we can have a hope-filled Christmas because Jesus changes the lives of ordinary people. That's what Jesus does. 
He changes the lives of ordinary people. The fact that the angels announced the birth of Jesus to shepherds in a field, this is really important for us. Creation has no more mysterious and exalted beings than angels. And there are no more normal Joes in ancient culture than shepherds. So magnificent beings and normal, ordinary people. The shepherds represent the lowly and the humble who respond to God's message. Heaven meets and greets the average person through the angelic announcement for these ordinary shepherds. And what happens after this announcement? Here's what Luke 2.15 writes. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And what do they do? They see Jesus. They see the one who has come. They meet the son of God. And after meeting him, their lives are never the same. Scripture tells us they went back into their fields, glorifying and praising God. When you encounter Jesus, your life is never the same. Never the same. They have hope for their future because of what his coming meant. And so we can have a hope-filled Christmas because Jesus changes the lives of ordinary people. We can also have a hope-filled Christmas because Jesus brings joy. Jesus brings joy. When an angel appears to the shepherds, the angel declare, I bring you good news that will bring great joy for all people. Jesus came to bring joy for us all. His birth was more than a family affair. You know, when you think about social media today, Facebook and, and all these kinds of outlets, people can share the news of a birth of a child like never before. You can see it in a moment. But much better than Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, Angels show up in a field declaring joy has come for us all. They declare it loudly. Why? Because the Savior, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today. So joy came in the form of a Savior for the world. The long-awaited one had arrived, and we can now have joy, unspeakable joy we sing about sometimes. The term Savior, think about what that means. It reflects the fact that Jesus came to deliver all of us, from the evil inclinations of our hearts. He came to set people free. He came to bring people real peace. That's what joy really leads to. So how can Jesus change lives? Well, he changes lives by bringing joy because he is our savior, our deliverer, the bringer of divine peace. And so then the next thing we find in this message is that we can have a hope-filled Christmas because Jesus brings peace. We can have hope for Christmas and in the Christmas season and really all year long. Why? Because Jesus came to bring peace. After the first angel appears to declare good news that will bring great joy, a host of angels appear praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth with whom God is pleased. So Jesus came to bring peace. And the word peace, it comes from the Hebrew word shalom. Shalom. Shalise had that in the song she was singing this morning, Shalom. And before coming to Connection Point, our family was in Jerusalem, and I loved to talk with Israelis about the Hebrew roots of Shalom. And the best translation we could come up with was wholeness. You know what peace is? Peace is wholeness in your heart, in your mind, in your family, in your home. That's what Shalom is. That's what Jesus came to bring. He came to bring and establish wholeness in our lives. He came to bring us peace. And when we find true joy, when we experience real peace, this is how we have hope-filled lives. 
So how can real hope be found? By experiencing the joy and peace that only Jesus brings. By being changed by Jesus from the inside out. That's how hope comes from. Because Jesus is hope. Jesus is hope. We sang about it this morning, hope came down. We find in scripture how angels appear to ordinary shepherds changing their lives, declaring joy and peace has come. But one of the things that's interesting about this passage in Luke chapter 2 is what the angels declare. Look at the words. Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. So there's a catch there. Peace on earth with those of whom God is pleased. So Jesus came to bring peace, but there seems to be a condition by which peace is received. And that condition is that God is pleased with us. And here's what we know from scripture. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So how do we please God? Through faith. And here's what Jesus says is recorded in the New Testament book of John. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light for their actions were evil. One of the disciples of Jesus, John, he continues and he writes, he, Jesus, came to his own people and even they rejected him. But to all who believe him and accept him, he gave the right to become children of God. And it was only to his disciples that Jesus makes this statement. He says, peace I leave with you. So before Jesus leaves, he tells the disciples, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So the people who enjoy the peace of God, that surpasses all understanding, are those who in everything By prayer, let their requests be made known to God. The key that unlocks the treasure chest of God's peace and hope for the future is faith in Jesus. Paul, a first century believer in Jesus, here's what he writes to a number, he writes a number of New Testament books, but he writes to believers in Rome, look at this summary statement in the context of our message this morning. I love the scripture. May the God of hope, whose hope? God is hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in, what is it? Believing. You want to know where joy and peace comes from? It comes in believing. Believing in who Jesus is. So that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. So the root of hope is God himself And where we have access to that is by believing in him. It's where it comes from. So how does a person find real joy and genuine peace? How does someone experience wholeness? How does hope flood our soul when we decide to follow Jesus with all of our hearts and devote our lives to him? So what the angels really declare is this. I bring you good news of great joy, a joy that leads to peace, a peace for those who believe in Jesus because he is our hope. So we can experience a hope-filled Christmas by believing in Jesus, who is hope. That's how it happens. You see, our hearts are restless. How do you, where do you find yourself today? Are you, are you a bit restless this morning? Because our hearts are restless 
until we truly find the peace that can only be found in a relationship with Jesus. We are born with a longing to be in a wholehearted relationship with him. So for you to find the joy and peace that only Jesus can bring, you must first say, Jesus, I want you in my life. I need you in my life. For you to experience a hope-filled Christmas, you must believe in Jesus. It's the only way. And so here's how that happens. It starts with understanding no one is perfect. There are no people, perfect people in this room this morning. There are none. There's none that are joining us online. Every one of us falls short. Every one of us was born with an evil heart that only Jesus can change. It's a human condition. So it's then important, after we recognize this, that I'm not perfect, it's important to understand that God can have nothing to do with evil because he's a holy God. So our evil hearts separate us from him. Jesus cannot bring joy and peace when we're separate from God because God is hope. So we can't be separated from him. But even though we were born with evil hearts, God sent his son Jesus to die for us. That's why we celebrate Christmas. That's why we celebrate Easter because those two events, the most important events in human history, he came to give his life for us. That's what Christmas is really all about. Christmas is about Good Friday. Jesus bringing joy and peace by offering himself to sacrifice himself for us. In God's word, God speaking to us, he shows us that if we confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord and, and we believe in our hearts that God raised Jesus from the dead, it says that we get to spend eternity with him. So think this morning, what, how could your life look different if it was filled with joy and peace? I mean, real joy and real peace. How could your relationship with your spouse look different? Your relationship with your kids, your siblings, your parents? You won't know until you come to a place of decision and following Jesus and allowing him to bring the joy and peace that the angels declared 2,000 years ago. And as I talk about this this morning, I'm not just talking to those who have never made a decision to follow Jesus. I'm talking to us all. What areas in our lives have we not really laid down and devoted to Jesus? Where have we put our hope? It's easy to put our hope in a lot of things. In our work, is your hope there? In your bank account, in your retirement savings, is your hope there? In your kids, is your hope there? There's lots of places we can put our hope, but it's only meant to be put in one place because it's in Jesus that hope is everlasting. Everything else can fail us. So I'm gonna invite you to stand as we close this morning and just give two invitations. We're gonna close in a song in a minute, but before we do, I wanna ask, do you realize that you've been living without joy and peace? Are you lacking in hope for your future? But do you have a desire today to experience the joy and peace that only Jesus can bring? Do you have a desire to experience this hope-filled Christmas we've been talking about? Because you can have that today. So if that's you today, I'm just going to invite you with every head bowed in the room, just a moment between you and the Lord. I just want to pray with you before we dismiss today. If you've never made a decision to follow Jesus so that you don't yet know the joy and peace that only he can bring, but today you want to experience that. I invite you to raise your hand and I just want to pray with you before we leave today. Who here today would say that's me? I need the joy and peace that only Jesus can bring. I've never experienced that. I need to know that. Second invitation this morning is maybe you've made this decision to follow Jesus and you've been 
living for him, but you realize in the end, there are lots of distractions in life and things that keep us from being really devoted followers of Jesus. And we can put our hope in lots of different things. We like to secure our own lives, but that's not God's intent for us. He wants to do that for us. So today you just want to make a renewed commitment to say, Jesus, I realize I've put my hope in things that don't last, but I really want to put them wholeheartedly in you this Christmas season. So if that's where you find yourself this morning, let's invite you to raise your hand. I want to pray with you before we leave this morning. Just pray God's blessing over your life as you devote yourself to him in a new way this Christmas season. Who here today would say that's me? Over here on the right, over here in the middle, anybody else? I just need to devote myself to Jesus in a new way today in a deeper way today. Over here on the left, anybody else? Many hands today, many hands. Jesus, we just thank you that you invite us to live wholeheartedly for you. I I thank you that 2,000 years ago, these angels came to ordinary people to declare to people like us, joy to the world, that peace has come, and it's come in the form of an infant who would come to save us and set us free. So God, I pray for those in this room who have asked and made this commitment that they want to rededicate their lives to you and devote themselves to you in deeper ways. God, I pray maybe always have this heart to grow and and have more of you. So I pray, Jesus, you touch them today. I pray that where they're lacking joy and peace, that you bring it and do it now in Jesus' name. God, I pray that you would fill hearts and homes with your hope as we pray right now, Jesus. Father, here for those in person, those joining us online, I just pray for hope in the weeks to come as we put our faith, hope, and trust in you, knowing, Lord, that you are the one who secures our life. We can't do that for ourselves. And so, Jesus, we trust you for that work today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.